Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I'm joined today by our Head of Investment Solutions at Zurich, Ian Slattery. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Today we're going to speak about the market um, events over the month of April 2022, how this has impacted different asset classes and what this might mean for investors. We will also talk about Zurich Investments outlook in the short term and our recent positioning in relation to the Zurich funds. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Jacqueline. In April, we saw a number of key developments in the market and investor sentiment appears to be extended to the downside. Can you bring us through some of these and the impact those events have had on markets and on the different asset classes? Yeah, so April was another negative month for risk assets in general. So we looked at both equities and bonds. They were both in negative territory for the month. You mentioned investor sentiment there. So there's a couple of key metrics you can look at here. So when we look at, say, the bull and bear spread for sentiment, it has fallen to a 13-year low with the bull or the positive component at a 30-year low. So I think it is fair to say that on the back of, of recent events, sentiment is definitely um, on the bearish side or on the more pessimistic side. However, whilst there has been just calls for some pessimism, um, investor sentiment now appears to be extended to the downside. So we will look at opportunities in the future as that develops. Whilst the human toll of the war in Ukraine continues to rise, uh, within the context of investment markets, inflation and the subsequent impact on interest rates have moved more sharply into focus. In terms of interest rates, we do expect them to move higher in both the US and the UK throughout the month of May, as central banks continue to grapple with above average inflation, which is high. Surging commodity and goods inflation driven by a number of factors uh, such as the war in Ukraine and supply chain issues continue to lead to a more hawkish stance from some of the key central banks. Also, we're uh, concerned slightly by China's perseverance in relation to a zero COVID policy in terms of the economic impact, uh, particularly in the Shanghai region. So overall, it was a negative month for both equities and bonds. However, on the currency markets, uh, dollar strength continued to soften the blow for euro investors across global investment markets. And against that backdrop, April was understandably a negative month for equities. Can you give us some insight into this and talk a little bit about the performance of the different regions and the sectors? Yeah, so world equities in euro terms, which matters to Irish investors, fell by 3.3% throughout April. So the overall return year to date for 2022 now stands at minus 6.3% for the global index. Uh, this does obviously represent a poor start in absolute terms, but now it does look like a poor start relative uh, to history as well in terms of what we know from stock markets over the long term. In terms of individual regions, in euro terms again, they range from plus 1% in the UK to negative 4.5% in Japan. If we look at it in local currency terms, the best performing region remained the UK, which is up 0.4%, whilst the US in US dollar terms was down uh, quite a large minus 8.8% for the month. If we stick with the US for a second, and so far this year in dollar terms, energy remains the best performing sector with a return of 47.7%, and that's mainly predicated on the higher oil price that we've seen as a result of a number of factors. Whilst communication services was the worst performing, returning minus 19.9% year to date. Uh, that is very much a growth oriented sector, so it has been hit by the shifting interest rate expectations. 
Just looking at the month in, of April in isolation for US sectors, uh, returns range from a positive 7.8% for consumer staples to a negative 11.3% for communication services. Moving to bonds as an asset class, you mentioned inflation and interest rate concerns earlier. Can you explain how bonds have been affected by these concerns? Yeah, so we mentioned at the outset that uh, both equities and bonds have been negative in April and year to date so far also. If you look at the over five year Euro government bond index, that returned minus 5.4% throughout the month of April, which leaves the year to date performance at a negative 12.2%. Eurozone sovereign bonds have not historically seen this sort of short-term weakness in terms of price return. Uh, as mentioned, uh, bonds continue to be negatively affected by the continued concerns regarding inflation and the ensuing shifting interest rate expectations. There's also, as I said, uh, a shift of focus away from the war in Ukraine, which meant there was a lack of a safe haven bid for, for Eurozone government bonds. Not, people weren't looking to invest uh, in terms of, of a safety measure. Just looking at some of the key uh, interest rate jurisdictions globally, in Japan, we don't expect to see the quantitative easing program um, shorten anytime soon, let alone see higher interest rates. In the Eurozone, we're still not expecting to see higher interest rates as quick as other jurisdictions, but the timelines have come in a little bit closer and we might see something this summer. Whilst we do expect the US Federal Reserve and the Bank of England to continue on their path of higher interest rates throughout the month of May. Just looking at some of the key uh, trends in terms of bond yields for, for government's uh, issuance. The German 10-year bond yield once again rose last month to finish at 0.94% and is now closing in on that key psychological level of 1%. And that would be a level that hasn't been breached since 2015. Uh, if we look at the US, which has higher interest rates already, the, the same benchmark 10-year Treasury yield rose by 0.6% throughout the month of April to finish just short of 3% and looks like it might breach that 3% level during May. How have commodities performed over the month of April? So overall, the commodity index rose higher throughout uh, April. It moved higher with a gain of just short of 10%. That again is being led by the oil price, which consolidated above $100 per barrel. But also other commodities such as softs, uh, copper and gold have traded strongly at times in the last number of months. Actually, in euro terms, gold did have a negative month as fears of the benefits of the uh, precious metal during an inflationary period did become a little bit elevated in terms of whether it was a, a good store of value or not. Uh, whilst the price of copper fell over 5% during the month as concerns regarding slower industrial production, uh, again, predicated perhaps on the influence of Chinese COVID policy on global industrial production, did lead to a slide in demand. Moving to currency markets, the euro US dollar rate closed at 1.05 for the month, which the euro weakened further, uh, whilst the euro was broadly flat against sterling and closed the month at 0.84. As always, Zurich Investments are an active asset manager. What is the current position that Zurich Investments have taken in relation to their asset allocation positions and on a geographical and sector basis? So overall, at an asset allocation level, we maintain our position of favouring equities over other asset classes, namely sovereign bonds and cash. The war in Ukraine, the economic effects of Chinese zero COVID policy and the continuing shift in the monetary backdrop as a result of inflation all remain important considerations from an asset allocation perspective, but we, we stick with our, our structural view for now. Whilst the valuation gap has narrowed in recent months, we contend that relative valuations continue to favour equities, and this is accentuated further when real yields are taken into account. 
In terms of geographical basis for our equity portfolios, the US continues to be our main underweight region, uh, which results in a positive bias across the other main regions. Whilst on a sector basis, we are more neutrally positioned today than we have been in the recent past, although positive biases towards technology, healthcare, and industrials remain. Within fixed income, our short duration positioning within both Eurozone sovereign bonds and corporate bond allocations is maintained. Given the volatility that markets have experienced lately, do you have any advice for investors at the moment? Yeah, look, to, to summarise, it has been a tough year, uh, as we've seen main asset classes of equities and bonds both give negative returns. But I think in terms of advice for investors, I, I do believe that keeping a focus on your long-term plan in association with your financial broker remains the best course of action. But also to keep perspective on how we have seen good returns in recent years, uh, we are seeing a structural shift in monetary policy in terms of inflation and interest rates. But over the long term, we do believe that, that staying the course and staying disciplined is the best approach for investors. That brings us to the end of this podcast episode. Thank you, Ian, for joining me today and for this investment market update and for going through Zurich Investments current positioning. And also thank you to our listeners, as always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, visit Zurich.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. 